Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Morning, Good Russell. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We come to you once again, Lord, to draw from you and drink from you again. But we come with gratitude in our hearts to thank our Father for all the good things that you have provided us in our life. Lord, it is you who have made for us a way for holiness. It is you who have given us your word, your law. And you open our eyes as we study your word to newer revelations that give us a better understanding of your purpose and how to build that relationship with you by getting to know who you are and how you function. We thank you, Father, that every time we come to you, we know that you pour your peace and your joy into our hearts, which is most important in our place of prayer, that we don't come carrying our baggage on our back and burdened, but we come knowing that you give us rest. And that same rest, Lord, that you call us into. We want to share that same peace, your joy, your rest. With all those that are part of this praying family, with all those that are beneficiaries of any prayer request that is made on this altar, with all those that are called Christians and do not yet personally know you have not encountered you to have that transformation in their hearts. And all those that do not want to know you and have willfully chosen to turn away. And yet they are your children. But you respect our will and you give us a free choice, Lord. So we stand in that gap to offer our prayer for all these, our brothers and our sisters. And we ask, Father, to quicken their hearts. That they might call on your name. Knowing that when they call on your name, your word says that they shall be saved, they shall come under your mercy. So as we make our prayer this morning, Father, we call on the name of our God, our maker, our creator, the creator of the universe. The one who is able to make every grace abound towards us, whose hands are not short to redeem us, the one who is our preserver. The one who teaches us to profit through his word. The one who promised us abundance. Who gave us authority over the earth realm. The great I am. And we pray in the name of Jesus, your son. The one who restored that authority, which we lost through our negligence. The one who came to give us salvation. And through salvation, restore abundance in your kingdom. That is what we will reflect on today. Our position. He is the Lion of Judah. The one who came to lead your people back to you, Lord. The rock in our refuge. And we pray in the name of your spirit. The same spirit that empowered Jesus to do all of that. The same spirit that hovered over the earth when it was wide and formless. And gave it shape when you spoke creation into it, Lord. The same spirit whom you have given to us to be our comforter, our advocate, our intercessor. 
the one who heals our backsliding, the one who grants us your revelation through your word and through the word of wisdom, through all the gifts that you activate in our lives. The same spirit who gives life to our mortal bodies now. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with wisdom, with revelation. But most of all, you have blessed us with this opportunity to come back in the house for our position to be restored. So that when we are in that restored position, you said all these things shall be added. And you pour your wisdom, you pour grace into our lives. You turn that grace into favor, not just breakthrough. You quicken us, Father. That we might step into abundance. And that we might grow in the spirit. To step into dominion. Which is your ultimate plan for us. Dominion over the earth realm. We thank you, Jesus. And today, as we pray, we reflect on position in the kingdom. And I'd like to start by saying our lives are out of alignment and the challenges that we face in it are because we are focused on possessions, belongings, rather than position, positioning in the kingdom with respect to his government and the king. We lightly touched upon this in our Friday Bible study session, but today I'd like to take a little more deeper, take us a little more deeper into that topic. Hopefully within this short time, we're able to receive and gain a message and understanding of what it is. Psalm 37 verse 28 and 29 says, the Lord delights in justice and does not abandon his saints, that is his faithful ones. They are preserved forever, but the descendants of the wicked will in time be cut off. The righteous will inherit the land and live in it forever. And in our Bible study session, we saw that it is about God's kingdom and about the coming of God's government in our life. So when you look at who will inherit the land and dwell in it, it is the righteous one. In short, it is about our position with that government. And on Friday, we took the example of a person breaking the traffic light, falling out of alignment with the government, and therefore amounting to infringement and having to pay a fine. Whereas one that abides those rules, stays within alignment, does not cop an infringement, and still receives all the benefits. When you are positioned in line with the government, you are called with God's government, that is. You are called righteous and you inherit the land. But when you break the law, you are out of position and become unrighteous and you cannot inherit the benefit of that land. Let's look at an example of that. He gives very straight and we'll take two examples actually. The first one was God gave Adam his law when he put him in the Garden of Eden. And while he was aligned, God walked with him in the cool of the trees. And Adam was covered with God's glory. 
but Adam broke the law. He disobeyed God's government by breaking his command and he fell out of position. The consequence was that his citizenship rights in the Garden of Eden were cancelled. Literally, so to say, his passport was taken away. That is, the glory of God that covered him was taken away and he was thrown into the outer darkness outside the Garden of Eden. Now, there are a number of mentions of outer darkness in many of Jesus' parables. And I believe it is this lack of spiritual covering there that he is referring to. Where we no longer come under God's protection, we are outside his kingdom and so vulnerable to all kinds of attacks of the enemy who is just waiting to attack. It is a position where that person can no longer have an entry into God's kingdom. And therefore, when the evil one or the enemy attacks, they are surrounded by all kinds of problems in their lives. And I'd like each of us to reflect on that, being in the garden, being outside the garden. What does that mean to you in your life? Being in alignment with God's kingdom, coming under his protection when you are within the kingdom and the difference when you are outside. Adam and Eve became a prisoner of that darkness and ruled over by the warden of that prison, that is Satan, who only waits to accuse and impose a jail term, impose suffering. So that man cannot rise and stand up and will always remain in subjection. As long as man remains under that jail term, Satan can rule over the earth realm. But as soon as he comes out of there and receives an awakening in his spirit, he understands the difference about position. That's when Satan starts to fear. Because he can no longer do anything about it when the man comes back under God's jurisdiction. So our second example is that of the prodigal son. As long as he was under the father's kingdom and within that jurisdiction, within that government, he enjoyed all the benefits. But in this case, he chose to walk away from that government. Adam there broke the rule. The prodigal son chose to walk away and so no longer remain under the jurisdiction of that government. He chose to step into the outer darkness just to explore. And many of us make that mistake just to explore what it is like when we live on the other side. And that's exactly what Jesus is trying to show us. When you choose to walk away outside the jurisdiction, the boundary of God's kingdom, you step into that outer darkness. And we know then what happened to the prodigal son. And he had to end up feeding the pigs. But as soon as he decided to come back, that's the beautiful mystery in there where he was given forgiveness. And when you see, the first thing the father said, put on him the best robe and put on the ring. Give him his authority back. Give him his position back again. As soon as he entered the kingdom and he retained, regained sorry, his position, all the benefits were restored back to him. That exactly is our story as well. 
our position in the kingdom matters. It's up to us on when our eyes are opened to be able to see it and to be able to regain what rightfully belongs to us when we are positioned correctly with God's government. When Jesus said in John 10, 10, I came that you might have abundance, which also includes possessions. He was looking at restoring this very position with God's government. So that all the rest now, when he said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things, all the rest, all that abundance can be added unto you. That's why he said, do not bother about the abundance. Do not bother about what to eat, what to drink, what will I wear and what will happen tomorrow. He said, keep your priority in the right place. Seek ye first, not seek second. Let it be first, the kingdom of God. What is on you decides what happens around you. So what is your position when he says righteous? Ephesians 2 verse 6 provides that answer. It says he, that is God, raised us up together with Jesus when we believed on him. And he seated us with him, that is with Jesus, in the heavenly places. So the throne of authority over the earth that Adam and Eve gave up for sin is restored to us through salvation when we are in Christ. And that is what we must seek to recognize and take up our position, which is why salvation is so important. It is not about just being saved that I will not go to hell. No. It is about regaining your authority. It is about standing up again so that when you recognize what your authority is, the enemy can no longer steal from you. But you have power over him. Jesus said, I've given you power and authority to crush snakes and scorpions. That power comes from this realization, from this awakening. And then he being the king of kings through the victory that he won on the cross. We use the name of that king. We stand in that authority as ambassadors, as officers of this government. And that is when you carry the authority to speak and you can cast out and deliver from demons. But more often than not, our prayer is about give me a job, give me money, give me a house, give me possessions. And that is what our testimony is as well. And we happily stick with that testimony when Jesus says there is so much more. You are only scratching the surface yet. It is our testimony. If our testimony is not about spiritual achievement, it isn't really achieving anything significant in the kingdom. And this is what we must strive for, to become more, to realize the position that we are in. Our journey, our pursuit must be about that position. Lord, where should I be standing? What is my authority? And how should I use it? When Solomon was asked by God, what do you want? He did not ask for possessions. He did not ask for material goods. He said, give me wisdom so I can position myself accordingly within your government, knowing that then all the kingdom principles that you have given 
will apply for that position. All your promises will apply to that position. And I can claim because it is then my inheritance, my right to claim. He realized this, that all these things would naturally flow to him. And he became the richest king of his time. Three great examples of position. Position in alignment with God's kingdom is what we should be seeking, not possessions, material goods, belongings. Seek that position and strive to learn how to access the benefits that are tied to that possession, to that position. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that our eyes be opened to see, to realize what you have kept in store for us. Your word says, I has not seen, no ear has he heard. But by your spirit, you reveal to the ones that you choose, Lord, what that really means, where our position is, and where we ought to go. So that when we are rightly positioned in your kingdom, as your word says, as Jesus promised us, all these things that we think about day and night shall be added unto us. We ask for that edification, Lord, in our spirit. And as we pray for spiritual edification, Lord, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs. For those of our families and our friends. For we pray for all those especially that are battling sickness and disease. Those that are hospitalized this day. Those that will undergo any kind of procedures. We pray for all families that are embattled. That are staring at separation. Even though in most cases they still live under the same roof. And yet there are misunderstandings. We pray, Father, for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives. Demonic entities that have kept them suppressed and yoked in slavery. That have blinded their eyes so that they do not see the truth. In your name, Jesus, we come against every such oppression. And we declare those chains of bondage broken over the lives of those that we now pray for. I'd like us to take a moment to remember all those that you want to pray for that are under oppression. That fail to see the love of God. That choose to stay away from him. And yet suffer under all the limitations in their life. We pray for all those members of our family and friend circle as well, Lord. Those that are not yet saved. Quicken them, O oh Father. That their eyes be opened to see you and they call on your name. Even out of desperation. You said even at the 11th hour to the men hanging on the cross beside you. Today you shall be with me in paradise. They still have hope. We ask for that quickening, Father. We pray also for our own personal needs, those of our family, 
physical and material needs as well, Lord, but more so spiritual needs. So that although each of our family members are at different levels in their spiritual journey, it is through your grace that you raise them up, that their hearts be more aligned and in tuned to your will and your word. Their eyes be focused on you. That their journey path be corrected to you as the destination. And for all these that we have prayed for, Father, we cover them by the precious blood of Jesus this day as their hedge of protection. We apply the blood of Jesus on the lintels and on their doorposts of their homes, their bodies and their lives. That the advocacy of Jesus takes over. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will, Lord. That is the will for each of these lives. The plans that you have for them. That they might be fulfilled. We call on the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, from sin, from danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism and any kind of natural disasters. I command that angelic protection in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us when we raise our cry, our prayer at this altar, the altar of this prayer group that you have given us, Lord, that when we make a prayer of agreement, that prayer must be an answered prayer. I encourage all those that can pray in tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for the gift of tongues to release your tongue and your faith and ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let it be a sincere cry unto him with the purpose of administering intercession, not wearing it as a medal on your chest. When he sees your purpose, he grants you the gift because it is for his glory. Let us now make that prayer in our spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shall I enter your lodge? Shall I ask Calarian Dara 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 Dara
Two, seven to ten. To you, therefore, who believe, he is precious. But for those who do not believe, the very stone which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. End. A stone that will make men stumble, a rock that will make them fall. For they stumble because they disobey the word, as they were destined to do. But you are a royal race. Uh, sorry. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, that you may declare the wonderful deeds of him who called you out of darkness into his marvellous light. Once you were no people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat as well. This is from the book of Daniel, chapter 9, verse 3, quoted from the Amplified Version, where it is written, I directed my attention to the Lord, to the Lord God, to seek him by prayer and supplications with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Before we conclude this morning's prayer, just a reminder about tomorrow's Bible study session. It is the second part of our topic on the basic kingdom principles for prayer. And we will learn the concept of the kingdom and how to pray with the kingdom mindset. We shall share links for people to join on Zoom and on YouTube, on our Telegram group later this morning. I might also share it on our Facebook page. Please visit that page and share that post to your contacts so that someone new 
might be able to come and experience Jesus for the first time maybe and let them take him home with them so that that presence then starts to answer to their circumstances like we saw in today's reflection what is on you decides what happens around you that is exactly what it means his presence upon their lives please share it around and let people be blessed and let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our lord jesus christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed let us go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of jesus and for his glory have a blessed thursday everyone thank you lord god bless everyone thank you jesus thank you this week great week